The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show online. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 44th birthday today. Happy birthday. Ribbit bip badoo Ed Helms. Nice. It is Andy Bernard's nice. birthday. The Nard Dog. The Nard Dog. That's right. Yeah. Forty four. That's a good uh he's had a good he's had a good run. Yeah. Good run the last ten years or Not so. Not bad. For one I would really no, oh, fifteen years. How old I mean when did he go in the office? Do you want to feel old? Oh <laughs> seven. Yeah, okay. So about a year. I mean But guess. he was on uh, SNL before then, right? Uh no, uh no. Daily Show. Daily Show. That's right. Sorry. That's yeah. right. And sitting to my right, the Girl Scout cookies to my pyramid scheme are West African <laughs> Prince. It is Ishmael Johnson. <laughs> it is Girl Scout cookies season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And they are out. Yep. They are. They are. They are. Who's, who's going to be that guy in the office? They are out there. Well, I don't think. Do we gonna, have anybody? Are we going to risk bringing them to the office? I don't think oh. anyone. I don't think we've ever had anyone in the office. Who's With a daughter. Really? I had that victim. back in the Daily Record. Somebody would always be like, hey, guys. Well, I think the issue here is... There's what? There's two daughters, but I don't think either of them are ever Girl Scouts. No. I mean, they just bought them. Or if they were, it was a long, was time, a long time ago. ago. Right. Yeah. Um, do you think Kendall was a Girl Scout? We should ask her. Boy, I hope she's not. Um, <laughs> I, hope she, I hope she was cooler <laughs> the, than that. Um, the other thing is that like my, my wife is a fifth grade teacher, and so there's always like she had to come up with like a strategy mm-hmm. because everyone is coming to her and knocking on her door and yep. saying, hey. Uh, we'd really like it if you would buy your cookies. It's like, well, you know, I can't, like, we can't have 700 boxes of cookies around the, around yeah. the house. Yeah, I think the annoying thing is, like, uh, you know, Ish talks all the time about, uh, you know, all the weird people who are trying to, like, sell them on some Ponzi scheme or, mm-hmm. oh, Kroger, relig- yeah. or religious cult at, Co- at Kroger. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I'm in, like, I gotta, I gotta be the jerk. Who walks by those those girls at the entrance of my grocery store for like the next three weeks and be like, no, thank you, no, so, thank you. So I would, would you like some cookies? So, no, go away. Yeah. And and the thing is, so I was a, I was a Boy Scout briefly, and oh, we had to sell those trash candy bars. Oh, uh, well, it was I, no. <laughs> would you like, you like a pencil bars? box? It was it was <laughs> so popcorn. Yeah, that's right, that's right. It was popcorn. Popcorn. It's so and, lame. And look, I like I like popcorn. Right. I'm I'm, I'm pro popcorn. Here. Right. But it was trying lame. to get people to buy popcorn when the Girl Scouts they cornered the market cookies they cornered the and market like, on that legit good cookies yeah that you can only get exclusively from them I don't know how they pulled that racket off but like they are they are the mafia you want to yeah. know if the mafia is real it's the Girl Scouts yeah today is Thursday January twenty fourth two thousand and nineteen three hundred eight days until Thanksgiving episode six ninety six six ninety six Ryan Ruas at bats in his Lester's Texas Rangers career which is still ongoing two hundred seventy nine games so far two thousand fourteen two thousand eighteen well he's played long enough to get that pension which is all you got to do he baby sure <laughs> has on today's show fellas 
And ladies. We probably got some ladies in the house. Terry is in the house. Okay. We there got you go. At least one lady. Yeah. Uh, fellas and lady. Yeah. At least. Um, we're going to continue our uh, our series of regional recaps for Texas high school football. Going to the Hill Country. Mm-hmm. Kind of greater mm-hmm. central Texas, mm-hmm. north of Austin, west of, uh, of west, northwest of Austin and San Antonio. Think of it like that. Think of like Bernie, that area, Kerrville, around there. Fredericksburg. We'll get into that. And then we'll continue. Uh, Matt Stepp caught up with a number of coaches out at the Piney Woods Clinic in Longview. Caught up with Winona coach Keelan Kincaid. We'll talk with him. And then Shelbyville coach David Benbow. So we'll hear from both of those gentlemen coming up here at the back half of the show. But let's start. Uh-huh. <coughs> start with our c- continuing series of Texas High School Football Regional Recaps. Um for the 2018 season. Let's go and take a look at the Hill Country. And again, we're talking like Greater Bernie area. We're taking Fredericksburg, Pleasanton, all the way down to Dehennis, places like that. It's kind of this weird mix because you got to... One thing that you'll realize is that when you think of, of regions in the state of Texas, some of them are easy. El Paso is easy. Panhandle, easy for the most part, <laughs> if you don't separate South Plains. Uh, DFW, mostly easy. Uh, Golden Triangle, I think very easy, actually. Yeah. Uh, Rio Grande Valley, pretty easy. Uh, Hill Country is kind of nebulous. So we're going to start uh, with uh, first things first, uh, the big picture. Overall, I thought it was a pretty solid year in in, uh, in the Hill Country. You've got a, a grand total, uh, by the way, of, I believe, 2017, 25 teams uh, in, in the Hill Country uh, from all classifications. And, and overall, I would say that it was a pretty solid year there. Um, both Bernie and Bernie Champion had decent years. Um, I, I we'll get to a couple of the teams that I think were most outstanding. Um, but overall, I think that when you look at the Hill Country, um, you with a, with a region this small, you're only looking for about two or three teams to really step up. And I would say they had four or five really quality squads uh, come out of, of the Hill Country this year. So overall, I think that it's, it's a, a trending upward in a positive way. We can't necessarily say that about every region, but there in the Hill Country, I think that you can definitely say that things are looking pretty darn good uh, for them. Uh, let's uh, continue. Team of the Year. This was tough because uh, I think there's a couple of different ways you could go. Um, I think you could go Kerrville Tyvee. Um, I think they were a team that, that certainly lived up to their to their expectations, if not um, exceeded them. Um, but for me, I would go with Blanca. I think this is a team that started really slow. Um, you know, remember this is a team that that uh, uh, um, lost, I believe, three games in the middle of the season. Is that right? Um, no, that's not true. Uh, but this is a team that that made it all the way to a a regional semi a regional semifinal. Ended up losing a close game to East Bernard. Uh, a team that I think uh, really overachieved. Uh, a team that, that we didn't necessarily expect to come in um, and, and kind of dominate the way that they did. But this team was really, really impressive, especially coming off of a 5-6 and six year. To go from 5-6 and six, uh, and 3-7 the year before all the way to 10-4. and four. A 10-win season is certainly nothing to turn your nose up at. Uh, and I would say that, that uh, my, my discussion for, for team of the year in, in Hill Country go to Blanco, uh, I think that the Panthers uh, probably deserve that nod. Uh, especially because uh, I think their their offense uh, really hit its stride. Um, you know, their their running back, uh, Cade Phelps, was just sensational. More than 1,700 yards and 26 touchdowns on the year. I think that he uh, kind of led them to to what I'll be the regional team of the year, uh, Blanco there. Uh, regional surprise of the year. Let's go to the six-man football. Let's talk about the Lakey Eagles. Um, so Lakey, if, if, if you didn't pay a ton of attention to what they did this year, um, it's okay. Um, this is a team that, that has been pretty much a program that has been pretty forgettable 
um, for a long time because they just have not been good at the 11 man level. Well, they make the decision uh, in the, you know, at some point, I don't remember when the decision came down, but they make the decision to drop down to six man, to play six man football. Uh, you know, their numbers were kind of trending that way. They say, you know what, we think that we want to make that move to, to six man football. And, and that transition, you know, we talk a lot about depth. And obviously, if you go from, from you know, class 2A to class 1A, you're going to be kind of a big fish in a small pond, quote-unquote. Uh, but that transition, especially because of the way that the game is different, I think is, um, is not easy. And you see a lot of programs that make that, that drop from 11-man to 6-man that struggle for the first couple of years just because things are different and you, you're used to playing a certain way. That was not the case for Lakey. Um, boy, they were sensational. Sophomore Hunter Williams uh, was absolutely outstanding. They make it all the way to a state semifinal. Um, and again, another team that I think could be in the mix for team of the year. I want to give them the surprise of the year because I thought that was, that was more th- uh, more fitting. But uh, Shannon Williams comes in from Zephyr, takes over this Lakey program, makes a transition to six-man football. Uh, they were absolutely fantastic uh, this year. I would say that Lakey is my regional surprise of the year. Uh, really impressed with what Shannon Williams did. Regional Coach of the Year, again, we can give it to Shannon Williams um, uh, there at Lakey. I think that would be, you'd be well within your rights uh, to do that. I think you could also uh, uh, give it to um, uh, 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 William Tesh, uh, the coach at, at Blanco, if you wanted to, there in his second year with the, with the Panthers. But for me, I'm going to go with Dwayne Croker, the coach at Ingram Tom Moore. Um, this is a, he was in his second year as a, uh, uh, there at, with the Warriors, and they went two and eight the first year. They were they were I mean, they were bad. There, there's no there's no two ways around it. They were not a good program. Um, they were they were two and eight, and, and things looked like they were only going to get worse. Uh, suddenly, they rattle off an eight and four season. Uh, they rattle off uh, you know a, a a run to a a a, uh, a run into the playoffs. Uh, they win. Uh, uh, they they I believe they won their first playoff game. Is that right? No, they lost. Lost their first playoff game. But to make it into the playoffs there, to go from 2-8 and eight, uh, to then win eight games, uh, I think is really, really impressive. And what losing, dri- losing to Tidehaven is not a... No, know, Tidehaven was, remember, a team that yeah, ended up making it to the quarterfinals. Yeah. Uh, you know, what Dwayne Croker was able to put the, uh, together there, uh, you know, with, with a team led by Timothy Leatherman, uh, their quarterback, and, and, a, and a junior who was just a sophomore, by the way, uh, and their running back, uh, Elijah Dubois, I think that, that he kind of got everyone pulling the rope in the same direction mm-hmm. that to make that leap from two and eight to, to you know to, to eight wins I think is awful impressive and so for me Dwayne Croker would be my pick for um, for regional coach of the year regional player of the year there was a number of different guys you could go with here but I'm gonna go with the junior quarterback out of Kerrville Tyvee uh, Cole Myers uh, this guy that's how you say that name Myers in my <laughs> yeah right Probably. I don't know. Uh, I was, yeah, I was curious how you yeah. were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with Myers. Okay. Just say it confidently and people will believe you. All right. Cole Myers, uh, the, the, the quarterback at uh, the junior quarterback at Kerrville Tyvee. Uh, this guy threw for 2,000 yards, uh, ran for uh, another 630 yards, uh, a grand total of 29 touchdowns. Uh, but what impressed me most was this is a kid who completed uh, almost 70% of his passes. Decent. Ooh. Um, through just seven interceptions on 239 How attempts. does Kerrville Tyler always have good quarterbacks? They always, always. do. Every single year, they find a way to have yeah. a great quarterback. Uh, and, and, you know, this is a guy who helped lead them again to a regional semifinal. And, and um, you know, in a year that we thought that Tyvee was going to be pretty good but, but had some holes to fill, like mm-hmm. he stepped up in a big way. Uh, and I thought that this team, uh, I thought this team, again, uh, kind of overachieved. Uh, you know, they dropped their opener to Dripping Springs, but then they rattle off. 
uh, you know, I think six in a row, including that crazy triple overtime 64-62 win over Alamo Heights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, the, he, I believe, let's see. He, he played with bruised ribs against yeah. Bastrop. Uh, I was reading an article cool. saying uh, he completed 19 of 34, 362, and four touchdowns against Bastrop, and he played with bruised ribs. In their 63-62 double overtime win. You want to talk about gutty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cole Myers would be my pick for a regional player of the year uh, in, in the Hill Country. So then let's take a look ahead to 2019. Um uh, the thing when you look across all of these teams that I just mentioned, when you look across uh, teams like uh, Kerrville Tyvee, like Blanco, uh, like Bernie and Bernie Champion, uh, like Medina Valley, um, I would say like Jordanton and, and, and Tom Moore, all of them are young. All these guys, all these teams, for the most part, did a lot of their damage with sophomores and juniors. So this, to me, felt like this region was a year early. And I could certainly see this team making, or this region rather, making a big leap uh, moving forward. And by the way, there are some teams that that you know didn't live up to their expectations that are that are that have higher uh, higher standards. Uh, Rock Springs uh, springs to mind. I think Dehennis springs to mind. The teams that you know didn't necessarily live up to their expectations. I think Fredericksburg. I think the Battle Billies are probably a little disappointed in how their 2018 season. But again, pretty young at all those places. So for me, when I take a look forward in 2019 for the the Hill Country. I think it's got a chance to be really, really solid. And I think that because because of the youth movement that's been going on there, because of the, the really solid class of 2020s and class of 2021 classes there uh, in that part of the state, uh, you could see some really good th- uh, you could see some really good things uh, there. I think another team worth mentioning is Nueces Canyon, another program down there in the, at the six-man level that, that I think is trending in the right direction, a team that really surprised us this year, uh, made a big leap, uh, and, and that could be kind of that stutter step before the big leap going forward so I think it's an exciting time to be there uh, in in the hill country and and we certainly look forward to what's going to go on in 2019 we are Texas football today we're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com talking football in the Lone Star State you can follow us on Twitter at DCTF like us on Facebook facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's follow us on Instagram instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's and of course see us at texasfootball.com texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football college football and recruiting all across the Lone Star State I want to invite you to check out texasfootball.com slash insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, you may say, well, why would I want to do that? Uh, Well, a a number of reasons. First of all, you get two magazines. 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, 2019 Summer Edition mailed directly to you. You get it before it hits shelves. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. More stuff coming in the next couple of days uh, and weeks. But I will also say that, uh, hey, if you like this show and you like what this show does you know we don't i think one thing is we don't we don't try to beat you down with advertisements um you know we're, we're happy to, to partner with, with a lot of uh with, with with some some companies but at the same time you know we're not you know throwing these banner ads at you and stuff like that and part of that is that you know that's the way we want this show to be if you feel like you want to support this show and by the way get some great stuff like two magazines and years worth of content at texasfootball.com this is the way to do it. It's TexasFootball.com slash insider to become Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. 1995 for an entire year. 1995 for two magazines a year's worth of content at TexasFootball.com. Uh, we're certainly not a charity. I'm not trying to just spin that, but I will say that, you know, if you like this show, this is a, a way to support it. You know, I, I, you see all these people, all these, these YouTubers with their Patreons. We don't have a Patreon. Uh, this is our Patreon. Uh, so if you want, if if you if you like this content, and you want to find a way to support it. That's a perfect way to do it, uh, and uh, we will we will tell you we love you very much. So TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Matt Stepp, our intrepid 
high school football insider was out in Longview, out in East Texas, the Piney Woods, at the Piney Woods Clinic, uh, talking with a number of coaches. One guy he caught up with, uh, the head coach of the Winona Wildcats, Coach Keelan Kincaid. I actually caught up with him uh, back in, I want to say like April of last year, and he was pretty excited about his Wildcats. Let's see how he feels after the fact. Here's Matt Steph's conversation with Winona coach Keelan Kincaid here at Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Piney Woods Coaches Clinic in Longview, Texas, here with the head coach of the Winona Wildcats, Coach Keelan Kincaid. Coach, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us today. Uh, no problem. Anything I can can do with Dave Campbell, that, that's a uh, nice honor and nice tradition here in Texas. and um, Glad to be here. All right, Coach. Last year, uh, you guys, I had a seven and five year. Uh, got to the second round of the playoffs. Came up a little, you know, come up short in the second round. But I know, looking back, uh, how long does it take you after you know you get beat in the playoffs? You know, and it's, it's always tough. You kind of take it, take a step back. How long for you is it before you kind of are able to look back and get over the disappointment and kind of look towards the positives of the of the past season? Uh, usually about a week. It depends on how well we played, and I believe we played well that game. So it didn't take me as long. Uh, we sustained a bunch of injuries on the offensive and defensive line, so it's kind of hard to stop the wing T, slot T uh, team, and uh, you got to have some guys up front to kind of control the line of scrimmage, and we lost a lot of those guys, juniors and seniors as well, uh, to knee injuries, so I wasn't as upset, so I got back on the horse and went to go look at some games and see what I can learn through those other coaches. How proud are you of your kids to b battle through that adversity and, and still able to get to the second round of the playoffs in spite of, of all the injuries and being banked up? I mean, you're a small school, so it's not like you got numbers behind you that can just kind of fill in. You know, How proud were you of your kids for fighting through that adversity? Very proud of them. That's one thing that uh, we try to teach them every day. Uh, life is going to be uh, ups and downs, and when downs come, you got to – uh, go back to your training, go back to your foundation of integrity, working hard every day and being the best you can be, getting better every day, not uh, getting worse. Um, and I'm proud of those kids for uh, living that out on the field, living that out throughout the day, uh, passing classes, not getting in trouble and that sort of thing. All right, now looking ahead to the offseason, I know uh, everybody wants to get bigger, stronger, faster, and spend the time in the weight room. And I know you got guys playing basketball and baseball and running track. You're a small school, so mm -hmm. sharing lots of athletes. But what, what's, your, what's you and your coaching staff's biggest focus with your kids this offseason? What's kind of the message to your kids uh, here as the offseason's really getting rolling now? Well, again, like you said, getting stronger, uh, staying in the weight room, but competing at every single thing, uh, the classroom, when you go home, make sure you're on your chores, make sure you're a good, outstanding member of the community, and obviously in athletics. Uh, we compete every single day. We compete at the beginning of the athletic period and at the end of the athletic period. Uh, every single day I want some kind of competition to breed that into our kids at this, this day and age. Technology kind of hit us upside the head, and that kind of um, takes away some of our time with the kids' time where we went outside and played basketball, played baseball, played football in the street, some neighbor's yard, whatever it may be. Get yelled at by the guy for being in his yard? Get yelled at. <laughs> yeah. Why is my water hose, why is my water running? And uh, But when they come to school, we want to create that mentality that we're going to compete. You're going to earn everything every day, and we're not going to sit back and let life happen. We're going to go out there and take what we, what we come to get. 
How much do you enjoy taking a step back when you're watching your football athletes compete in basketball and compete in baseball and compete in track? How much do you enjoy getting to kind of watch them? And do you learn a lot from watching them play other sports? I love it. Um, I love to see their character and their intensity as far as from football to the next sport. Um, I want to win at everything. All the sports that we have, I want them to win. It's pretty much the same kids playing every sport. So uh, to, to make sure that they're competing at a high level, competing with a lot of intensity, that's important. And when I'm watching them, I can see things that I can't see with on the football field or in a helmet or because you're right there in it with them. But you're in the I'm, moment, you're yeah. kind of lost in it, right? Yeah, you're kind of lost in the moment. But if I'm a, a spectator in the stands, you can see a different version of them. You can see different little things that maybe you could help them with, a uh, little key pointer here and there. And I think you, I'm learning from them as – uh, and they're giving me more information about them. All right, now, this is a great clinic. Uh, it's close to home, so I know it's good yeah. for you not to drive too far away. Uh, Coach King, Coach Norton really did a great job getting a good speaker list. Uh, when you come to a clinic like this, what's your strategy? How do you kind of focus? I know you're an offensive guy by trade, but do you like to go listen to the defensive guys and see how they're defending the offense, or do you try to go li listen to new offensive guys? Or because you're the boss man, do you have to kind of go listen to a little bit of everybody? I like to listen to all of them. I like to take – little trinkets from offensive coaches, defensive coaches, special teams. Um, I've coordinated all three before, so I like to get better at what I know. And um, a lot of stuff I already know, but it's some little small thing that somebody else is doing that you can put, uh, put in your armor and make yourself better. And I like to listen to all of them, have my coaches. I mean, they're, they're with their side of the ball, but I want them to listen to both sides as well so they can get better at what, at that trade as well. All right, final question for you. This year the UIL implemented instant replay at the state championship games. I know you watched some of them on TV and you were out there at AT&T Stadium for some of the games as well. From your perspective, I know you'd love to be playing in one of those games, and if you are, you're going you're gonna to roll with it. But how how do you feel about instant replay? Do you like it? Do you feel like it, you know, it's something that you, you'd like to see going forward? I liked it. It, it kind of – I, I wouldn't say it's a hovering deal, but I think it's thing that make it, it clears up everything. And if there's a call, we're all human, and everybody make mistakes. Um, and if there's a mistake, it was made, it was corrected at the game. And as a fan at Jerry's World, you see this big old 60-yard long screen, and you can see it. But in the past, if a mistake was made, it wasn't corrected. And uh, I believe the, the refereeing may have gotten better at the state game because they knew the replay was there. Maybe they were uh, had a greater sense of urgency. They were on their game, weren't they? Yeah. And it's the best refs out there too, right? Yes, it's the best reverend crews you can get. And um, I don't think they made many mistakes, if I recall, but I like the instant replay. I think it's a, a good thing going forward, and uh, maybe we can get it at the stadiums that maybe have replay and that type of deal as well, uh, the big jumbo screens. Earlier in the playoffs, right? Yes. I think it will be a, a good factor in high school football. Well, Coach, appreciate your time, and thanks for what you do for the student-athletes in the state of Texas, and uh, good luck in 2019. Appreciate it, Cup. There is Keelan Kincaid, the head coach, the Wynonna Wildcats. Appreciate him taking a little bit of time 
to chat up Matt Stepp at the Piney Woods Clinic. Also out there in Longview last weekend. By the way, I should mention, um, if you're into clinics um, and uh, you're going to be in Grapevine tomorrow at the DFW Clinic. God, it's tomorrow already. That's tomorrow. All right. Yeah, dude, today's Thursday. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> is uh, Matt, uh, Max Thompson and I, as well yeah. as our friend Rebel Melissa, will be out there. So we'll be doing interviews out there. So come see us. Um, Ishmael, we invited him, and he was like, Absolutely not. I'm not hanging out with you guys anymore that's than exactly, I have to. Yeah, that's good. Max is cool. He's got here. too many dates to go on. Tough but fair. Uh, while he was out in <laughs> Longview, <laughs> while he was out in Longview, uh, Matt Sepp caught up with the head coach of the Shelbyville Dragons, Coach David Benbow. Um, this is a team that started the year 1-4, and, um, and things were not looking good. Uh, they rattle off four straight to make the playoffs. They give San Augustine a run on the road in their semi in their their uh, their regular season finale. Uh, end up losing to Tenaha in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, but I would say a very good year for the Dragons of Shelbyville. Here is Coach David Benbow talking with Matt Stepp here on Texas Football today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at the Piney Woods Coaches Clinic in Longview. Here with the head coach of the Shelbyville Dragons, Coach David Bimbo. Coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us. Absolutely. Anything, anything I can do for you. All right, Coach. Uh, last year, uh, five and six record. Uh, tough first round matchup with uh, Tenaha in the first round of the playoffs. That's uh, never an easy task. But uh, looking back on your season, I know you've had a chance to kind of evaluate things. What, what were you most proud of with your kids this year? I was just proud of the fact that you know they'd had some uh, turmoil there, a little bit of turnover in the coaching ranks uh, throughout the years, and the fact that they allowed us to come in and coach them, put in a system they trusted, they bought in, and we were able to turn the corner and get a little taste of the playoffs, and hopefully lay the foundation for what can be a success program in the years to come. How tough is it, especially for, for seniors, to, to buy in when, when, when they've had a, a different coaching staff, like two or three different coaching staffs, really. Now you're coming in their senior year. Senior year is supposed to be a special year. Sometimes that can be a tough thing. Uh, how proud of you were you, were you of th those seniors for, for buying into what you and the guys were, uh, were really preaching to them? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I got in there last March, and they really set the tone from day one. I think it's just a testament to the resiliency of the kids in Chevville and the community of Chevville that those guys were willing to accept me and understand that I, I had a plan. They were willing to trust the plan, work the plan, and, and then they got a little taste of success at the end. And so uh, that's that's just, like I say, a testament to the community, to the parents, to the kids themselves, and the resiliency that teenagers have. How, how can you carry that success on into the offseason? I'm sure you, you and your coaches are, are happy that you guys got it, kind of got it rolling at the end of the year last year. Now you're coming into an important time in the offseason. What's the message to your kids, and what's the focus of your offseason program going to be? Well, hopefully right now the thing is, you know, we just have to continue to improve. It's day by day. What we do every day in offseason is, is we give them a brick or no brick day, and we just let them know that if they have a brick day, that's a successful day, a winning day. And just like building a house, you know, you have to have – you lay that foundation step by step, brick by brick and so our focus isn't any on anything long term it's just day by day win the day kind of the old cliches that coaches use just have a successful day in off season and if we do enough of those things right throughout the off season throughout basketball baseball track powerlifting, etc then we feel like all that success is going to carry over into what hopefully will be a little bit better season next year now, now you're at a small school for those folks that don't know you guys are a 2a division one program so you got a lot of kids playing basketball you got a lot of kids doing other sports how much fun is it 
it for you as a, as, a, as a head coach and athletic director to kind of see your kids in other sports and compete, and, and how much do you enjoy watching them compete? Because I know it's a big part of the overall high school experience. Absolutely. Well, you know, it, like we tell them every day, competition makes the world go round in, in athletics. And so, you know, we, we've got a very good basketball team right now. Our baseball program traditionally is very successful. We had 40 kids out for track last year. We've got a little over 35 out for powerlifting right now. So they're believing that if they do what we what, what we have preached to them, that they've got an opportunity to be successful, and that's the big thing. All right, now we're out here at the, at the Piney Woods Coaches Clinic. There's a lot of great speakers lined up here, a great speaker list. You're an offensive guy by trade, I believe, right? Yeah. So do you, for, from your philosophy, do you, when you go to a clinic, do you want to hear the defensive guys talk and hear how they're trying to defend the offense, or do you try to go listen to the offensive guys and maybe get some uh, – I don't know some some tricks, extra tricks you could add to your to your bag. We really try to hit a little bit of everything. You know, we try to bring as many assistants as we can. As we said, we're a small school, so we're limited because we have basketball games tonight and powerlifting meets tomorrow with who we can bring. But we're just trying to gather as much information as we can that we can see if we can transfer to our program that's going to give us any kind of edge, hopefully, to get us a little bit better next year. All right, now I'm sure you watched the state championships. I don't know if you were there, if you watched them on TV. Uh, from your perspective, what? Did, how did you think the instant replay? Uh, went in year one. Did, did you like it? What, what, what were kind of your thoughts on how things went with instant replay? Yeah, I liked it. I, I thought it was a good deal, an opportunity to make sure all the calls were correct. In the biggest games of the year, you want the close plays to be decided on the field. You want the games decided on the field. You want the calls to be as correct as possible. Now, obviously, you know, there's in our world, we're not going to have instant replay unless we play in a stadium like that. But you just got to get to the state championship game, right? That's what you got to do, right? If we can agree to let the rest of the region, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll be glad to take that opportunity and, and take that away from everybody. But, to, yeah, I thought it was a good deal. I thought, it, again, it exposes the kids to a little bit of big time, and I think they like that. Coach, appreciate your time. Enjoy the rest of the coaches' clinic, and I appreciate what you do for the student-athletes. for all you do, Matt. We appreciate you. There he is, David Benbow, the head coach of the Shelbyville Dragons. Uh, catching up with Matt Stepp out there uh, at the Piney Woods Clinic. Appreciate him uh, hopping on with Matt. Uh, he will be, Stepp will be down in the Valley. Where in the Valley is that? The Palms Clinic? Yeah, the Palms I Clinic, have no City idea of Palms. which one it's at. Um, it's in the Valley. He keeps saying the Valley, but the Valley is large. Yes. Um, you guys know where it is. Are you looking this up? Um, I'm looking. It Ishmael's up. looking it up, uh, but Step will be down at the Valley of the or at the uh, City of Palms Clinic, um, for um, down there in the in the Rio Grande Valley doing interviews, and then uh, Max and I will be at the DFW Clinic in Grapevine. We're staying local. Um, Going to go and do. <laughs> I some love uh, Rob Hadaway from South Lake. He's like, "Where is the coach's clinic in Grapevine?" Not that I want to crash it. I'm just curious. Uh, it's at the sure, uh, Rob. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's at somewhere. I can't think of like a fake name. Um, it's at the Embassy Suites in um, over by Grapevine Mills, uh, kind of DFW Airport. It's a, it's a big clinic too, and they've got some some high powered speakers. I know tomorrow, um, do 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 right off the top. I know Josh Gibson is speaking. Um, I know that. Oh my gosh, I had this. This is South Padre. That doesn't sound that doesn't sound right. That does not sound right. That would be bragging a lot more than yeah, that. because yeah. Uh, yeah um, because I got to tell you, if it were in South Padre, we would be going to there. <laughs> um, yeah, tomorrow, just tomorrow at the DFW Clinic, Randy Allen, Ed Pajowski, Josh Gibson, and Ricky Tullis. Uh, yeah, that's a lineup for a Friday. Uh, and then you got Don DeLozier, Brian Wood, Drew Sanders, Riley Dodge, uh, Lon Holbrook. Uh, I don't know. We talk to these guys a lot of the time. I don't think they have much to say. Yeah, that's true. So uh, we will be at the uh, we will be at uh, a number of clinics around the state uh, tomorrow. 
Uh, so look for us. Uh, but we appreciate uh, Coach David Benbow from Shelbyville hopping on with Matt Stepp in Longview last week. And now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thought. A couple guys in the uh, comments have questions about their subscriptions. Okay. We are not going to turn this into the subscription hotline, guys. Mm. Not that we don't care about you, though. Mm. I would encourage mm. you to email subservice, S-U-B-S-E-R-V-I-C-E, at texasfootball.com. I promise they are very friendly and pleasant and will be able to help you no matter what your question is. And I bet even if it has nothing to do with your subscription, they'd still be willing to help you. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to create a habit of trying to answer a million subscription questions uh, on the show. Uh, so I'm Is it like renewals and stuff like that? Renewals. Uh, Jacob John wanted to know if he could uh, advance renew so he could just get it cheaper, <laughs> which I love the hustle. Hey, love the hustle. I love the hustle. Uh, he said he also said great call on Myers. He saw him in person in the Alamo Heights game, so he's really yeah, good. Yeah, he's really, really good. Nice. Um, Sad news out of Pecos. I don't know if you guys saw I did this. See this. Yeah, they lost a couple of players in a football or in a car accident. Uh, and uh, Paul Roberts, whose football opinions we can trust, uh, dropped that news in here just to say thoughts and prayers. Yeah, out to them. absolutely. That's real sad. I saw that like, come across the wire yeah. yesterday. Yeah, I've had uh, I had a classmate do that when I was in high school. It's tough. So it's tough. W- another thing, and this is our last live show because tomorrow is episode yes. two of the Friday Night Lights review. Yes, it is, uh, which is on tape. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I'm very interested, I'm very excited about, is that Saturday I'm also going to be. Uh, I'll be running around, but mm-hmm. I will be at the four player of the year, oh, right, four time yeah, player yeah, of the yeah, year yeah. banquet. I'll be emceeing it along with Aaron Hardigan. Um, I believe Katie Engelson and Sarah Merrifield will be there as well. Oh man! But there's a, a huge Fox list. Fox Sports party. There's a huge <laughs> list of players who are going to be there, mm-hmm. and I'm like really excited to like, like you know. Be in the same room with them. Yeah. It's going to be fun, including and uh, the only reason I bring this up is I I believe one guy who is who is uh, uh, who is uh, let me make sure he's coming. Uh, yes, he has said that he's coming. Uh, is is Peyton Bevel, the quarterback from Stanford? Oh, uh, hey, okay. Because he was obviously that one game. Yeah. He was the player yeah. of the week, right? And so right. he gets he gets uh, he gets to come to the banquet. Uh, but one thing that I I and I'm going to compliment him uh, personally when I meet him. Yeah. Do you know what his Twitter handle is? Oh no, I don't. Get on my bevel. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty. That's fantastic. Because um, Abilene, um, uh, the Abilene Reporter News just tweeted out their uh, their their two A All Big Country team. He was their yeah. MVP, obviously. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was That's yeah, that great. was awesome. So was uh, I'm gonna I will uh, as as somebody who appreciates a good Twitter handle, uh, I will certainly uh, That's compliment him. Pretty amazing. Um, yeah, Jet Whitfield will also be there. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a it's a who's who. I'm looking at the list right now. Like, it, it's not. I mean, there's going to be obviously like a like a, some of the names that, that you, you. Rob want. Hathaway wants to know: Is that list available anywhere? Is it public? Anywhere? Um. So it's anybody who won the uh, Player of the Week. So go to playeroftheweek.com and you can see all the li- all the all is the that, Is just playeroftheweek.com really? Yes, yeah, playeroftheweek.com. Wow. Huh. I know they squatted on that okay. one. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how I got Tepper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They uh, they squatted. Oh, you mean on Twitter? On Twitter, no, oh. no, playeroftheweek.com. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Is where you can go. Okay. Yeah, player, no, that's right. playeroftheweek. Wow, player that's, of the week. that's impressive. Uh, <laughs> everyone, everyone who got, everyone who won a player of the week, Bill Fortuff player of the week, um, gets invited to the to there. Now I know okay. there are a few who can't come. Uh, I know that um, uh, Chase Griffin can't come because he's already at UCLA. Yeah, yeah the early enrollees. Uh, I believe Jordan Whittington's already at Texas, so yeah. he can't go there. Uh, so there's only if there's already a handful who who say, oh, we we can't be there. Right. But I mean, it's. I mean, they, they, I've got this sheet in front of me. There are 66 kids who got invited, and I believe, which makes sense, 11 weeks, right. six classifications. Right. Sure. Um, I believe all but like 
10 are going to be there, which is going to be fun. Okay. Nice. So I'll All be right. wearing a suit. Um, anything I else? I think that's it. Buckle okay. up for uh, the second episode of the Friday Night's Review Show. Yeah, that's uh, good luck to that, everyone who hopefully don't hate us. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow for Episode 2 of the Friday Night Lights Review on Texas Football Today. Thank you.